and we're going to do something a little different. Um, before I get started, I just want to say, Scott, it's good to see you, my friend. Welcome back. And is that Marla? Marla, can we get you to come and sing a solo? No? <laughs> She's like, no, no. Oh, it's good to have you. Talisa, good to see you guys. The whole fa- it, it's just great to see you, man. Awesome. Awesome. I love your hair. You look, <laughs> it looks good. That's your, that's your Charles Manson cut, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> I know it. I know it. Oh, I love Scott. He's the best. Well, I'm going to invite one of our children's directors, uh, Tabby Tahaney, to join me, if she will now. Uh, if you'll welcome Tabby this morning. <clears throat> uh, we're we're going to talk this morning a little bit about heaven and a little bit about children. Um, Tabby works side by side with Jessica Cook, who is one of our other children's directors, and the two of them are an awesome team working with our children's ministry. And then also they work with Pastor Steve, Pastor Steve Nelson, and working with him. What we want to talk to you about this morning are really three thoughts about heaven and children. And I will never forget walking with my little boy Wesley when he was younger. We had just gotten him a new pair of shoes, and we were walking into an athletic store, and it had been raining like it is today. So there was this little puddle, and I see the puddle when I get out of the car, and I start to walk, and I avoid it like a good adult, right? Well, my son, who's probably five at the time, sees it and just barrels towards it, jumps, and lands in it. Water goes everywhere, and I start to freak out because he's got brand-new shoes on. I said, Wes, what are you doing? There's there's a brand-new shoe out of the water. (laughs) And... And he, he looks at me, he laughs, he just laughs. And I, he goes, Dad, his puddles are for jumping. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, Wes, you just don't worry about much, do you? He goes, I said, you're never really in a hurry, are you? He just said, Dad, I don't worry about too much. I thought, oh boy, if I could be more like that, wouldn't that be good? My wife would be happy if I could be more <laughs> like my kids. You know, kids have a way of viewing the world that is unique, and I think that that's why Jesus loved children so much, and he talks about children so much. There's a verse we want to show you today, a few verses actually, and it's um, Matthew 18, if you have that up there. It says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Another passage, there's several other passages in the Gospels that share this same experience. And in one of them, Jesus is actually speaking to an audience like I'm doing with you right now. Uh, I want you to imagine that as we're speaking, one of our deacons comes up to me, and, and, and then a parent comes up and, and tries to hand me their child right now. Well, that, some of us would consider that a little bit of an interruption, And that's what was happening one day when Jesus was speaking. Parents just interrupted his speech. Can you imagine? Just walked right up and said, would you please bless my child? And the disciples naturally were angry and upset, which I think most of us would have said, hey, that's rude. You shouldn't interrupt Jesus, the rabbi, while he's teaching. So then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, assuredly, I say to you, 
Unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Notice verse 4. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Jesus said that heaven belongs to children. So if we don't like children, we're not going to like heaven too much. Now what is it about children that, that God loves? What is it, why is it that heaven belongs to them? As a matter of fact, Jesus doesn't pull an adult into the middle of this group. He pulls a child. And he says, unless you become like this little child, you're going to get nowhere near the kingdom of heaven. Let, let us just share. We're going to share three thoughts with you this morning, okay, about children and about heaven. And um, first thought is this, a simple thought, which is view children as God does. View children as God does. How is it that we view kids at church? I, I wanted to ask Tabby. I think we, you know, we, we read this verse, and one of the questions that we wonder about sometimes is, you know, God has a certain view of kids, uh, a heavenly view, and we have a certain view of kids. Tabby, would you say that's true? What, how do we tend to view kids at church? Yes, so um, I believe that um, our children's ministry, I believe that many might think of it as childcare or really glorified babysitting. And, um, and I want to share with you a little bit about what we do today, but um, we actually, in our, in our children's ministry, we do want to, of course, make sure that we are keeping the kids safe and keeping them from not running around the church. Um, but we also, we really strive to make sure that our ministry is intentional, it is strategic, and it's important. And how we do that, one of the ways is most of our classrooms, we have um, orange curriculum. And um, what I love about Orange is how it has a strategy that brings together home, your family, and the church, those two things. So I just wanted to share with you and give you a little intro on the Orange curriculum through a video this morning.
it's, it's interesting because as we're, as we're closing our series today on heaven, you might, you might think it's kind of odd, Brad, that you guys chose to talk about heaven and children. And I wanted to ask you, if you thought of the resume of somebody that could get into heaven, if we're thinking about characteristics, qualities of a person that you think would be a good candidate to go to heaven one day, what, what do you think would be on their resume? Just shout it out to me. What do you think? What? Trusting, trusted Jesus? Yep. Having faith? What else? Love? Absolutely. What's that? Caring? Tell me more. What, what else? Humility? Charity? What about wealthy? A servant? Somebody who's willing to serve? What about good looking? <laughs> no? What about tall? Tall might be, might have to be tall to get into heaven, maybe, you think? No. What if, what if, um, <clears throat> what if on that resume there's the word childlike? Not childish. Because we know enough childish adults, don't we? Are you sitting beside one today? Just, just <laughs> turn to the person. Oh, yeah, she's sitting next to the Okay, this is my side. That is your side. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't be so childish. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> that was not in my notes. I didn't mean, on, mean that to happen. Yeah, it's interesting because as we view children the way God does, we start to view children as important. See, a lot of times, when I was pastoring North Life Community Church up in Wilmington, Delaware, I would face this a lot. Sometimes people would, they would kind of look, at, look at around and they would see children running around the building. First of all, they would be mad because the children were running in God's house. How could they be running in this house? And, <clears throat> you know, I would talk to them about how the building is important, but it's not all important. And they would see kids running. They think, well, the kids are scuffing up the, the walls and they're staining the carpets and just driving the grown-ups crazy. And I would look at them and say, but aren't, aren't you glad to see these little ones running? And right? It's life. When you see children in a church, it's life. There's hope. There's a future. There's a next generation that God is raising up when you see these children just like that video shared, what Tavi was sharing with, on that video, you know, with Orange Curriculum and how many Sundays we actually have left. My, my oldest son turned 16 today. Sweet 16. Yeah. And um, we, we want to know when he's going to get his permit so we can know what days to stay in. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just subject you to his driving, not us. That, 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 that's how we work that. But he turned 16, and I can hardly believe he turned 16. I hardly believe I remember when he was just a little boy and um, running around underneath our legs and, and uh, playing with little toys, and now he's becoming a young man. And 
there's, you know, two more years, he'll, he'll be graduating Tri-State. And it just goes so fast. It goes so fast. And so we don't have as long as we think with them. And we want to value them. I, I know uh, I once went to lunch with a pastor friend of mine, and he was telling me about his dad. One time when he was growing up, his dad would allow him to play in the backyard in this certain spot. And what happened is because his son would play in this certain spot, all of the green grass became worn down. So it was ugly. It was just, you know, where the kid had stamped on it and played on it and basically just not taking care of it. And there was this rough patch. And one day, this father's neighbor walks out and he looks at the guy and he says, don't you think you should do something about your yard? This is embarrassing. You know, this is bringing down the the appreciation of our house. And this father had the insight to say to his neighbor, he said, you know, no, I want him to play. I want him to have time out back. You know why? Because I'm not raising grass. I'm raising a son. How do you value children? Well, how did Jesus value children? Notice in this verse, it says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who's most valuable, Jesus, in the kingdom of heaven, in your kingdom? Remember, heaven is a kingdom over which God is ruling. Heaven is God's throne. It's where he dwells. Then Jesus called a little child to him. That was unexpected. Jesus, who's the most important person in your kingdom? And then he brings this little snotty-nosed kid in the middle of all of them, and and probably picking his boogers, and he sits there and he says, this guy. And they're, they're looking at him like, what? What are you talking about? You, you lost your mind? He goes on and he says, assuredly I say to you, unless you are converted, and notice this phrase, and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, Jesus says he wants us to become like little children. That's right. Ollie the owl. Become as little children. Okay, whatever. Where are they at? Are you doing this or not? I guess they're not, Ollie. Never mind. So anyway, we had something special for you, but it's messed up now. Although you can come out, Ollie, if you want to show everybody real quick and just wave. This is Ollie. Oh, there it is. There it is. I don't know. Was that worth it? <laughs> not, not sure if that worked. I don't, I don't know. 
No, I mean, when Jesus says you have to become like a little child, you have to become like that, like childlike, is that what, you, is that what he means? You gotta get out and dance at, like nobody's watching? Get silly and lose your dignity? Well, dancing aside and all of your smooth moves, Jesus says you need to become like a little child. And here's the part that he emphasizes, not your dance moves, but your humility, your humility. Uh, I heard a pastor say this yesterday. He said, you are most like Satan when you walk in pride, but you are most like God when you walk in humility. And this is what it means to be childlike. To be childish and immature is to go with your ego and go with your pride, but to be childlike as a little child, the way Jesus meant it, is to walk in humility. Those who are always dignified have pride. Let me rewind that for a minute. Those who are always dignified have pride. They're always worried about their image and how they look and how they come across. Obviously, Pastor Steve doesn't care one bit about keeping his dignity. And you know what? I love that. I like that. He's willing to do whatever it takes for Jesus. Amen? Amen. This is what it means to be as a little child. So we value them. So as I was talking with Tabby, I said, I was wondering, I said, Tabby, what was it about valuing kids that got you into what you're doing anyways? I mean, if heaven is full of kids and your family is certainly full of kids, my family's full of kids, you obviously love kids, what was it about them that got you into serving? So I actually never thought I would work with kids. I, um, I started out, my plan was when I started getting in ministry here is I was working in a mom's ministry and I was working in mop's ministry and I was very passionate about that and that's what I wanted to continue to do. But with me having kids, I also wanted to um, continue to, I wanted to follow my baby everywhere she went, and I, I still do. Um, so she was in the nursery, so I decided to serve in the nursery, and my plan was to just serve wherever they went, and I would follow them everywhere, which I still do do, do that often. But <laughs> what ended up happening is um, when she turned four, that's when you can go upstairs to the kids' block, I had asked to switch from working in the nursery to kids' block so I could be there, right there with her, and um, once I got into my first day serving, I was upstairs, I was shadowing, and um, I came down into the lobby that day, and Pastor Tim had pulled me aside and he said, hey, I'm gonna give you a call tomorrow, I wanna talk to you about something. And I, and I said, well, I couldn't let him just leave it there. I said, what is it you have to tell me now? And, um, and he said, it's gonna be about children's ministry, I just want you to think about it and we'll talk about it tomorrow. And um, he had no idea that that was my first day ever working upstairs in Kids Block when he had pulled me. So I spoke to him the next day and he told me that he wanted me to pray about um, taking on the position as children's ministry director um, at, at our church here. And it's something that I have never even considered doing or never thought about doing. But when he said it, he said, take your time, go talk to Chris, pray about it, think about it. But I immediately, I didn't, I didn't say yes immediately, but I knew immediately that that was, that was exactly where God wanted me. It felt so right. It was, it was something I was excited about. 
And I called Chris, and he, um, I didn't know how he was going to think about it, and he immediately said, yes, that's, that's perfect for you. Um, that's, that's what you should be doing. And so I um, obviously took the position. And, um, and, but it's just it's crazy how it worked out because I had no idea um, that that's what I'd be doing, but God knew. And I knew that that's where God wanted me. And as much as I, um, I obviously I have kids, I love kids, I do value kids, but I value what God says to me and God's speaking to me. And through all of my positions volunteering here, through whether it's nursery or mops or children's ministry or any little thing I'm doing here, I've been able to continue to grow in my own faith and my own walk with the Lord while volunteering. That's awesome. It's speaking of volunteering, amen. That's, that's actually our third thought this morning, which is volunteer with children. When you view children as important and you value them as a, a legitimate, important part of the kingdom of heaven, think about that. When you view them that way, when you value them that way, it leads you to want to minister to them, to volunteer with children. This is how Jesus said it. And I thought this was so powerful. He said, Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. What do you think about that? Jesus says, every time you serve a little child, I notice. I notice how you treat children. I notice how you ignore children or take interest in children. I watch. This is important to God. Jesus, so much so that Jesus says, anytime that you do something kind to a child, you're basically doing it to me when you receive them. You know, uh, 20% of Sunday morning attenders here at Crossroads Bible Church are children. Did you know that? On any given Sunday that we're here, about 20% of everybody that's here uh, is children. So they're an important part of what we're doing. God says they... The kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, to children, to people who are childlike. And he says, I want you to view them as important, the way God does, as gifts and not as interruptions. You know, we want to encourage you to consider heaven and how it relates to children. We don't think about this much, but sometimes I think about the fact that every single abortion that has ever happened, there's a soul, a little soul, that is now in heaven. It's a baby, a child. How many of them are in heaven right now? Well, how many abortions have there been? Some of you know of folks that have had abortions. Some of you have had abortions. It's been very difficult for you. Heaven is our home, but heaven is also their home. And I wonder, when you get to heaven, will there be any children there that you've helped bring? How can you minister to them? I, I, I wanna tell you the truth. Um, the only reason I'm not upstairs this morning is because I'm here with you. And, and part of me 
I want to take Pastor Tim and say, let's just go upstairs and teach and we'll let somebody come here and teach the adults and we'll go spend some time with the children and we'll just have a good old time. It's an important ministry and we want to challenge you this morning, not just to think of the, the thoughts of heaven you know, somewhere up there in the sky, but to think about how it relates to our lives. We talked about that in the second week. We talked about how heaven relates to our life now. And today we've just shared with you some thoughts on heaven and children because children figure so importantly in God's kingdom, in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus felt it was so important that he made children the role model for us adults. Of course, he doesn't mean that we become like childish in every way, like, you know, if it was up to kids to run the world, we'd be having donuts every day, right? We'd be having all kinds of ice cream for breakfast and everything else. He's not talking about that, but he's talking about the purity, the, the wonder, the love of a child. So what's our next step? Would, talk to us for a minute, Tabby, about if if God may speak to them about heaven and about children and, and about them, what, what could be a next step? So in our children's ministry upstairs, some of the um, positions that, that we need in order to help continue our ministry to grow are facilitators in our classrooms, which are teachers. We need helpers. We, need, um, we have a lot of mini um, many ministries within our ministry, which are greeters and music and decorating, renovations. We have lots of things. No matter what your gifts are, we can use you. But what I really want to focus on today and what we really need to grow um, right now are our facilitators, so our classroom teachers. Um, that's something I really want you to consider and pray about and see if it's something that God is going to move you to want to do to help grow this ministry. I. Um, I want you to know as well that in um, the Orange Curriculum that we had talked about, they give us everything and we have leaders upstairs to help equip you and train you to do this. So we're not just throwing you in, we have a process and so we will train you to get there. Um, so what I'm gonna do at this time is we have clipboards up in the front rows here, which I see nobody's sitting in the front row except for one, so you have to sign up. <laughs> um, no, but we have, um, if the ushers could come forward and take these clipboards, I would like for you guys to, I'm gonna pass it around or they're gonna pass it around and if you feel that God is asking you to consider being part of this ministry, or if you are just interested in knowing more, um, if we haven't been corny enough already this morning, we are going to invite you to a taco dinner where we are going to talk about, taco, talk about kids' block. So let us share our refresh ministry of our kids' ministry. So sign up. If you're interested in knowing more, you will get invited to this dinner. We're going to eat tacos, and we are going to talk about Talk about our kids' ministry. That's good. She's bringing out the cheese right now. <laughs> uh, past, you know, this is important. Pastor Tim and I will both be there at this dinner. And so we're excited because uh, we believe God's, God's leading us in this. Um, think about heaven, think about children, and think about the impact that you could have in their life. And if God is moving in your heart, speaking to you at all, or you're interested at all, uh, come join us for the uh, taco dinner. It will be good, and we will taco about uh, children's ministry. As the ushers are passing the clipboards around, let me just close with this thought. 
Um, I, I remember Nicole and I were traveling with uh, a children's choir. And uh, before, before the children's choir, I'd had a little bit of experience with kids, uh, not a lot, but we, we went on the road with 20-some children from different parts of the world, and we were traveling up and down, and uh, one particular boy, he was about seven years old at the time, his name was Mickey, and we were traveling, I'm not even sure what state, I don't even remember what state we were in, but we had gone to a McDonald's, and we were walking out of the McDonald's, and Mickey was walking beside me, and we're coming out of McDonald's, and we're just kind of going back to our bus, and Mickey looks up to me while we're walking, and he called me uncle. He said, Uncle Brad or Aunt, Auntie Nicole, that's what they called us. And he said, oh, he goes, Uncle Brad, I miss my dad. Which is hard because a lot of these kids come from very difficult situations, uh, some of whom actually saw their parents killed in front of them, some, some of them with you know, pretty traumatic backgrounds. And Mickey was one of them that was coming. He said, my, you know, his dad wasn't around. His dad had to be somewhere else. He couldn't be with him. And he just said, oh, Uncle Brad, he said, I miss my dad. And I looked at Mickey and said, I know, Mickey. I almost didn't know what to say to him. And so we kept walking. And as we're walking to the bus, he kind of lit up for a minute. And he said, oh, Uncle Brad. He goes, you're my dad. You're my father. And God spoke to me in that moment. And he showed me the difference that I could make in a child's life. Just being there with them gave this little boy a chance to have someone in his life that cared for him and loved him. And maybe that's you. Maybe God wants to use you that way. He can, if you'll let him. Let's pray this morning together, if we could.